I used to think so negatively about my body. I had a hard time believing what was actually true about my body. And honestly, I didn't even know what that truth actually was. But now I can say that I have more positive thoughts than anything. And it wasn't because I finally reached my goal or reached a certain clothes size or whatever. And you have to realize that this is exactly how it will work. Your negative and damaging thoughts will not miraculously disappear the moment you reach your goals. In order for you to overcome negative beliefs, and learn to love your body, you must start with deeply believing truth about your body. Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Mamas podcast. I am super excited about today's episode because this is a topic that's really, it's near and dear to my heart. This is the underpinnings of everything, the important stuff. This is more important than what your workouts look like or what your meals look like or even what any aspect of your own self-care looks like. It all starts with believing truth about your body and ultimately with that truth, being able to overcome all the negative thoughts that you have about it. I once had a client I worked with that genuinely disliked her body. She was she was a lovely mesoectomorph. Um, she had slender yet muscular arms and legs, and she had a really trim figure. She was really fit. She was really athletic, and I trained her hard. And she worked her tail off for me, and she absolutely loved the challenge of high-level workouts. But underneath it all, I could tell that she just somehow really hated her body. She was never satisfied or content in her body. She never had the ability to press pause on her workouts for a week and just be okay with taking some days off. She just couldn't do it. And she constantly was panicking about splurges because it felt like every single splurge that she ate was dragging her further away from the body she craved or was standing in the way of of the body she really wanted. And it didn't matter what workouts we did together or the meal plan that I had her on. None of it. The fact was that she didn't like her body and she didn't believe the truth about her body. And because of that, nothing we did was ever enough. And honestly, I know that deep down, that's what she was really hoping for. That's what she really longed for. She wanted the ability to be at peace in her skin And finally be content, grateful, and maybe even actually like her body. And perhaps you even feel the same way. So today I want to talk with you about the three big negative thought patterns that we have as women when it comes to our body. You know, we always say like, okay, I've got this, I've got a very negative body image, but what does that even, what does it really even mean when we say that? What does that actually look like? And then I want to help you move past these negative thoughts and dig into the truth about your body and really become a person that actually has far more positive things to say 
about their body than negative things. I mean, can you even imagine what that would look like? <laughs> if your initial thought, like maybe you're, the first thought that pops in your mind when you see yourself in a picture is not a negative thought, but actually a positive thought. Can you imagine what that would be like? And I feel like this stuff is so important. You know, we're here at the beginning of the year when we could step forward into, you know, your workout program, your nutrition program, and completely gloss over this type of a thing. But chances are, if we don't just hold up for a second, and I know I keep doing that to you over these last few weeks, like just hold up, let's reset our minds, let's get our hearts straight, because if we don't do that, we're gonna find ourselves like in May or June and be like, why am I, what am I doing? Why am I here? I'm a mess. My workouts are a mess. My nutrition is a mess and my heart is just lost. And I feel just this deep urge at the beginning of this year to really help set you up with a strong foundation of firm faith. And part of that is believing truth about your body and moving past those negative beliefs that you have and learning to love your body. So let's talk more about what those three big negative thought patterns are that we tend to have. Because I know that we can say, yeah, I have a negative body image or I feel negatively about my body, but what does that actually look like? How does that play out? How does that pan out in our minds? And I want to tell you this so that you can really spot it and really identify it. And it can look really clear of what's going on. So the first And probably the most common negative thought pattern that we might have about our body is that your body does not meet or measure up to beauty standards. And because of that, your body and you in general, you're less desirable than others. And these are thoughts about aesthetics. Okay, so this is a negative thought about the way your body looks. Maybe the way clothes look on you or maybe even the way your body looks naked. And this could be a whole bunch of checklists that you have in your mind about fat distribution or um, you know, trouble spots or even stretch marks or wrinkles or knobby knees or anything about your body that you don't like the way it looks. So this is the first negative thought that we have about our body is that our body is just not measuring up to whatever beauty standard there might be. Now, the second negative thought that we tend to have is that our body is not measuring up to the standards of how a body is supposed to function or work. This one is different than aesthetics, and this is a negative thought process that you might not be as aware of because this is feeling frustrated or discouraged about how your body operates. Maybe you you're feeling weak or injured, maybe you're scarred or broken in some way. Maybe you have food allergies or intolerances and so you just feel really discouraged about your body not functioning or operating the way that you feel like it should, right? So I know that this is a negative thought pattern that just doesn't, it's not really top of mind because we think, oh, I've got a negative body image and it's all about looks. But often that negative body image is is more about function and we're frustrated with the way it functions. And I think finally, the third negative thought pattern that we can have is having this feeling of my body used to be so much better. 
And this one can certainly tap into both the first of the, you know, those other two negative thought patterns, but it also includes an aspect of like self-comparison. And this particular type of self-loathing comes from thinking about our, how our bodies used to look or how they used to function. So you're seeing yourself right now. You're seeing your body as it is now, either the way it looks or the way it's functioning now, and you're comparing it to how your body used to be. And that's a pretty common negative thought that we can have, especially as we're getting older as women. Um, and we just have memories of bodies that seem to function so much better before we had kids, before we spent years, you know, not taking care of our bodies, whatever it might be. We have this self-loathing for what our body is like now compared to what it used to be. And, you know, there might be other big negative thought patterns that might creep up, but these, these seem to be the top three types of thoughts that we have. Our self-critiquing usually follows one of these lines of thinking, right? So once again, those three big thought patterns are, I, I don't like the way that my body looks. The second one was, I don't like the way that my body is functioning. And then the third one is, I used to function or look so much differently. So it's that self-comparison game. And honestly, these negative thought patterns are not exclusive, right? You can certainly be thinking all three of these, and I think that's pretty common too. So the big question then is this, how can you move past these negative thoughts and become a person that actually has far more positive things to say about their body than negative? How can you... How can you finally become someone that actually likes their body? And we're going to go through this, okay? And I want to be very thorough because on the other side of this, I want you to have a firm belief about the truth of your body. And it must start there for you to truly overcome these negative thoughts. And then we are also going to move into some action steps and actually like do some exercises that can help you overcome these thought patterns. Hey friend, I wanted to just cut in here real quick to check on you, to see if you've been struggling with your body, maybe in the same ways that I have in the past. Are you struggling to come to grips with the way God designed you? Or maybe you're just confused as to how he designed you. Or are you struggling with dialing in your workouts? You've been spending years maybe trying to run, but it's such a fight because your body was never designed to excel at running. Or maybe you've been wondering why on earth you can't build any muscle mass or how. Perhaps you've been even been struggling with your nutrition and eating habits. You've got a friend that feels really great when she cuts out all her carbs, but you feel miserable and feel like you have zero energy. Or vice versa, you can't even look at a carb without feeling like you put on five pounds. Here's the thing, God designed you with a unique body type or somatotype that determines the way your metabolism works, the type of exercises that suit you best, and even the types of foods that jive with your body best. And until you know how God designed you, you'll be left wondering what's going on and why your efforts aren't working. So I want to invite you to come take a free quiz that I put together that will help you find out your unique body type, your design. It's totally free and only takes a few minutes, but the knowledge and clarity that you walk away with are amazing. So head on over to bodytype.io. That's bodytype.io to take the quiz. I can't wait for you to see what you are. 
first things first, I need you to start with words of truth. Okay. It all starts with words of truth. And you know, you need to know that when left to your own devices, you speak negatively constantly and your own thinking is flawed. So if you're looking inside of yourself for truth about your body, it's not going to (laughs) happen. If you're waiting for you to be happy and content in your body based on your own standards, you'll never find it. And that's kind of like that client that I worked with for years. She was waiting for her inner truth to jive with what her desired outcome was. But if you look outside of yourself for truth and confirmation, especially looking upward, you are going to find it. And that's the truth that we start with, okay? So what does God say about your body? You, listening right now, what is he saying about your body? He says that it was not an accident and it was not an overthought. Everything about it, the way that your toe turns inward, the way that your pinky finger is longer on the right side than the left side, the way that your pelvis is rotated one way and maybe the way that your hair kind of falls a slightly different direction at the part. Like all of those things are not accidents. Nothing is an overthought. It says in Psalm 139.14, and we all know this one, but it says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and his works are wonderful. And it also says in Psalm 119.73, Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. And then in Isaiah 44, 24, it says, This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer who formed you in the womb. I am the Lord, the maker of all things, who stretches out the heavens, who spreads out the earth by myself. So that is what God says about your body. He fashioned you. You were not an afterthought. You were not an accident. And nothing about your body was overlooked. Okay? So that is truth. I know you might have a hard time believing that yourself, but you have to remember that your own thinking is most likely flawed when it comes to your body. But if you look to God for your truth, that's never flawed. Okay? Now, who does he say that you are? Your true identity. Okay, we know what he says about our body, but who does, we, who does he say that we are, our identity? So this is more than just he fashioned our bodies, right? In Deuteronomy 7, 6, it says, The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. When I think of treasured possessions, I never think of like ugly treasures, right? (laughs) Like when you think of a treasure and something that you cherish, something that is, is your treasured possession, it's usually something that is so valuable and beautiful in and of itself. Um, uniquely beautiful. And that's what he says about you. You are his treasured possession in Galatians four, seven, it says, you are no longer a slave, but you are God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So you are an heir. You are set to inherit his kingdom. And when I think of heirs or those that are going to inherit a kingdom or a fortune, you know, those are 
those are beautiful people in my mind. I don't know why I think that way, but like they seem, that concept seems so like valuable and worthy and rich and wealthy, right? But that's, that's who you are. That's your identity. And that, those are the deepest, most important pieces of truth about your body. And you have to begin there. You have to start with understanding what God says about your body, that you have been fashioned with purpose and there has been no accident made and that you have a true identity in him, that you are a treasured possession and you are set to inherit the kingdom of heaven. That right there says so much about you and your body. Now, the second thing that we need to move on to when we're working on overcoming these negative thought patterns and and beginning to believe truth about our body is I want you, and this could be a hard one, okay? I want you to recognize when you're thinking too much about yourself, right? Remember that true humility, and I think this is a C.S. Lewis quote, but true humility is thinking about yourself less It's not just thinking less or thinking low about yourself. It's getting your eyes off of yourself and on to other people, okay? So recognize when you're thinking too much about yourself. In Philippians 2, 3 through 4, it instructs us to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Here's the thing, the more we entertain negative thoughts about our own self and about our body, the less capacity we have for thinking about Jesus and for thinking about others. And boy, does the enemy want that. (laughs) He wants you keeping your eyes on yourself and your body and how much you hate it. So this is the challenge, is to get your eyes off of yourself, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And this is a reminder I'm constantly telling myself. In fact, this is one of the tattoos that I have. I only have two tattoos on my body and one of them says, fix my eyes. And the reason I put that on my body was because I was like, I need this constant reminder that when I look down at my body, it reminds me, nope, look up, look up, look out, look up, look at Jesus, fix my eyes on you, Lord. Because I know it's so tempting and so natural human nature to turn inward and fix our eyes on ourselves. And as soon as we do that, all we will see is self-loathing or self-worship. There's really no in-between. And for most of us women, it's that self-loathing piece. And so if you feel like you are constantly battling these negative thoughts about your body, Work on getting your eyes off of yourself and fixing your eyes on Jesus. Next, this is the third thing that you can do. I want you to practice flipping the script. Catch your thoughts when they come into your mind, okay? Catch your thoughts and say, yeah, but, in a positive way, okay? So this is how this could play out. You have a thought that comes in your mind that says, I'm still overweight, or I'm still fat, or I'm so fat. I think we say that. Instead of putting the period there, you know, placing the end of the sentence at that moment, you can say, practicing this, I'm still overweight, yeah, but I am incredibly strong and feel like I'm consistently making healthy choices for the first time in my life. 
It's flipping the script around, okay? So you can do this with any negative thought that enters your mind about your body. Grab it, say, okay, yeah, but this, this, and this is actually happening too, okay? And we're gonna kind of return to this concept in a little bit on capturing thoughts, but I want you to practice flipping the script, okay? So that's number three is flip the script. Number four, notice your small victories and the little bits of progress and celebrate the heck out of them, okay? We have a tendency to refuse to celebrate until we reach our big goals. I just received an email the other day from one of the participants in my Jumpstart 30 program, and she was feeling super discouraged because we do this. We all do this. After just the first week in the program, she had already missed 30% of the tasks, and she was only focusing on the failures, right? She was like, I cannot believe I have skipped so many days already. But I spent time showing her that she actually had completed 70% of the tasks, which is a remarkable achievement. And it's a really phenomenal completion rate when you think about it like that. So I think that we focus so much on all the ways that we are not showing up well, that we're not noticing the ways that, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, I am actually doing things well. So let me ask you this. Have you managed to maybe change one habit for the better? That's awesome. Celebrate that, okay? Are you able to maybe lift 10 pounds now instead of eight? You're using a slightly larger dumbbell. Celebrate. Did you maybe show up three times this week when last week you only showed up twice? Celebrate that, okay? Because honestly, if all you're thinking about is the negatives and you're never celebrating the awesome stuff that's actually happening, because I know they are happening, then you're always going to feel defeated and you're just gonna be dwelling in this negative state of mind. Become someone that's constantly celebrating and rejoicing. What does scripture say? Rejoice always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Okay, so become someone that is rejoicing always, even when you feel like you have something that feels like a failure, okay? And celebrate those victories. Number five, I want you to keep your eyes forward. This is similar to keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, getting them off of yourself, but keep your eyes forward as you're moving along your journey, okay? Don't look to the side at where everybody else is at along their journey or looking at their bodies and try to not look behind you at the body that you once had. When you compare yourself to others, it's always gonna rob you of your joy. And even when you compare yourself to the body you used to have, it's going to completely rob you of your joy. Comparison never, ever, ever leads to anything good. I always say, keep your blinders on, okay? This is a horse analogy that makes so much sense. You know when you're watching like the Kentucky Derby and the racehorses that, okay, they've got a racetrack in front of them. These horses, they need blinders on their eyes. They're basically little like cards almost, but little pieces on their bridle that prevents them from seeing the horse on the right of them and the left on them. And it keeps their eyes focused on the track directly in front of them. And that is what you need. You need blinders on. So keep your eyes forward. Stop looking around at what everybody else is doing at where and where they're at. And maybe even stop looking backwards behind yourself of where you used to be and keep your eyes forward, okay? That's number five. Number six, this is the next thing you can do to keep overcoming these negative thoughts and start to really dwell and absorb the truth about your body. 
This one is going to be a kick in the pants, okay? I want you to be proactive and take charge to find solutions for ways that your body is not functioning optimally. Do you remember that one of the big negative thoughts that we have about our body is not just the way that it looks, but feeling discouraged and maybe upset about the way that it's functioning? Like, man, I I used to function so much better, but now I just feel weak and tired and lacking energy and I'm allergic or all these things, okay? Be proactive about this stuff. Take charge. Find some solutions. I think we can wallow in self-pity when sometimes the solutions are just waiting for us. If you're frustrated and discouraged because you're dealing with an injury or pain, then go see a physical therapist or a massage therapist or go get yourself connected with a good exercise program that can help you get past the pain. Just last week, I was on a coaching call with a member in the coaching program And I had instructed her to start with just the strong hips and core program. And she, on our coaching call, she was like, Megan, oh my gosh, I'm one week into this program. It's just like super simple exercises. And already I feel like I don't need to go see my chiropractor. I've been seeing my chiropractor every single week for like, who knows how long, just for years. And suddenly I'm realizing like, oh my gosh, my back doesn't hurt anymore. And I feel really pretty darn good. Super simple solution just because she was proactive about seeking out that solution. And honestly, like I could go on and on about stories like that because there are so many women in my online coaching program or even in just Jumpstart 30 that finally feel like their body is working the way that it was meant to. There's no more nagging pain, no more like non-existent core muscles, No more fear that an injury is about to happen at any given moment. And all these moms, they got proactive about their fitness and they've put in the work to change the way their bodies operate. And the rewards are incredible. So if your negative thoughts are all about wishing your body was stronger and worked better, do something about it. It's not going to do it on its own, okay? All right, number seven. This is the next thing I want you to work on. Start to compliment others, okay? This goes back to getting your eyes off of yourself, right? I still need you to keep your blinders on when you're running your own race. However, I want you to realize that when you are hypercritical of your own body, you're going to end up being hypercritical of everybody else's bodies, okay? I remember when I was the most self-critical of myself, I think back then, and I was super judgmental of other people's bodies too. I was just hyper aware of bodies in general and just things that were so-called maybe less than ideal. You know, I would notice a, a mom's like muffin top or belly and or thighs that jiggled or, you know, I was just like picking everybody apart because I was picking myself apart. But now I find myself practicing seeing the beauty in other people's bodies, recognizing maybe their unique body type, their design, the way God designed them, and seeing their uniqueness, no matter what their size, no matter what their shape or capacity. And I really believe that that attitude, that like inner compliment, that inner complimentary attitude of other people impacts the way I think about my own body. And the second commandment that Jesus gave us was to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And I know from 
In years past, the ways that I've loved myself, oh boy, there's no love there. There was only like hypercritical, judgmental spirit, right? And I don't want to obey Jesus's command and end up loving those around me in a hypercritical, judgmental, and negative way, right? But I think, unfortunately, if we're extremely self-loathing and hypercritical of our own bodies and the way we love ourselves is less than ideal, well then guess what? This is probably going to affect the way that you love other people. So I think if you can start to compliment other people, notice their strengths, notice their unique designs, maybe even their um, body type and start to recognize that and compliment that, that is going to rub off on the way you feel about your own body, okay? All right, number eight, I want you to practice receiving compliments and believing them, all right? Hear that again. I need you to practice receiving compliments and believing them. I'm going to give you a compliment right now, and I want you to see how it sits on you. When I say these words, see what happens in your heart. Friend, I think you are gorgeous. I think your body is amazing. You are strong. You are powerful. And I think you are so lovely and beautiful. How did that make you feel? What happened in your heart? Like, did you believe the words that I was telling you? Or were you saying like, yeah, right. (laughs) I think we do that all the time. Someone will pay us a compliment or someone notices something about your body and they compliment you and you say, thank you. I appreciate that. But, but we put that but in there. All right. So practice receiving compliments. So when I said that compliment about you, I want it, I rewind it if you need to, but go back, receive that compliment and believe it. Don't just shrug it off. No little self critiques behind the scenes. Just receive it and believe it because someone, I'm not, I'm not saying that to you because I don't believe it. And I'm trying to make you like feel better. Like I'm saying that to you because I really do see that in you. And I believe that about you. And so you need to believe that about yourself, okay? All right, that's number eight, is practicing receiving compliments and believing them. All right, finally, this is number nine. I want you, and and this is kind of the overarching theme, I think, but I want you to take your thoughts captive. We talked about this a little bit earlier, touched on it on one of the other points, but I want you to constantly be running your thoughts through a filter, to decide if you're going to sit and entertain that thought or kick it out the door. Okay. Second Corinthians 10, three through five says, for though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Memorize this verse. Once again, that's 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Let this be your mantra, your own like personal manifesto. You're going to see this verse come up again on next week's episode. Um, One of the questions, we're doing an Ask Me Anything episode, and one of the questions was about body dysmorphia, which kind of really ties in with what we're talking about today. But that's a huge piece of it, is taking your thoughts captive and demolishing arguments that set themselves up against the true 
knowledge of God. What is that true knowledge? The truth, that true knowledge is that you have been fashioned and created with purpose and beauty and value and that you are an heir to the kingdom of heaven. That is truth. That is the true knowledge of God. And so your goal then, your job is to take every thought captive that says otherwise. Refuse to let yourself continue to be a victim to all of these negative thoughts that are strongholds and arguments and pretensions that that butt themselves up against that true knowledge of God. Take every one of these thoughts hostage. Hold them hostage. These negative, untruthful thoughts, they, they have no power over you anymore. You are free. Okay. I used to think so negatively about my own body. I get it. I know exactly where you're at. I know how hard it can be to just have just really hard and heavy negative feelings about your body where you have a hard time seeing anything that you like. But now I can honestly say that I have more positive thoughts than anything. And it wasn't because I finally reached my goal. You need to hear that, okay? It wasn't because I finally reached the goal that I had for my body or I reached a certain clothing size or whatever. You have to realize that this is exactly how it will work. Your negative and damaging thoughts will not miraculously disappear the moment you reach your goals. They'll just change shape somehow. It's kind of like that client that I used to train that was never content in her body, no matter what progress we achieved. It didn't matter. She was never content. But I can honestly say that I like my body because I'm constantly taking negative thoughts captive. I'm replacing them with truth. I'm receiving compliments. I'm rejoicing over victories, celebrating little things. And I'm abiding in the eternal love of a father that created me with such special care and precision. So I wanna review real quick those nine things that you can do, that you can practice right away, and start working on overcoming your negative body thoughts and start abiding in the truth about your body, okay? You ready? The first one was start with words of truth. This was asking yourself, what does God say about your body and who does he say that you are, your true identity? The second one was recognize when you're thinking too much about yourself, when your thoughts are so inward and inwardly focused. The third one was practice flipping the script. Catch your thoughts and say, yeah, but in a positive way. Like I'm still overweight, yeah, but I'm incredibly strong. The fourth one was notice small victories and the progress that you're making and celebrate the heck out of them, okay? The fifth thing is keep your eyes forward. Put your blinders on and stop looking all over the place, (laughs) okay? Number six was be proactive and take charge to find solutions for ways that your body is not functioning optimally. Stop wallowing in self-pity about the way your body is operating, Number seven, I want you to start complimenting others, okay? Get your eyes off of yourself and start to notice the beauty and the value in other people and in their bodies, and this is gonna rub off on the way you feel about your own body. Number eight, practice receiving compliments and actually believing those compliments. And then finally, number nine, take your thoughts captive. Okay, I know I threw a lot at you, okay? So listen to this again if you need to. Take notes. Memorize the verses. I'll make sure that all the verses are in the show notes for you. Just know that this is a battlefield, right? It requires action. It requires grit. 
but you've got this, okay? And I don't want you to continue moving forward without addressing some of these things the way that you feel about your body and your heart, okay? All right, take a deep breath. (laughs) Now, friend, make sure to come back next week, okay? Because Scott and I are regrouping for another epic Ask Me Anything episode. This is always your favorite. We've got some excellent listener questions that I'm diving into, and you will not want to miss that. So until then, I'll talk to you later. 